warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. What's going on? I am Scrooge Bronson. And I am S. Foster. And this is Viewers Anonymous, man. How we feeling, Scoots? Man, feeling amazing. You know what I'm saying? This is a, a very special episode. You know what I'm saying? We got another one coming down in the books. We got to be talking about probably one of the, the best movies that was uh, possibly ever made, man. I'm feeling good. How about you? Oh, yes, sir, man. Hey, I'm with you on that one. But look, before we get into it, you know what I'm saying? We ain't going to delay it any longer, man. We've been saying it for like, what, about the past two, three weeks? It's been in the works. And uh, yep. we, was at, we said we had something special for the people. And what that is, is, you Indeed. know what I'm saying, the homegirl, yes, that's held from Louisville, Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? One of the most loyal oh. listeners that I know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We just got that L on Duke this weekend. Oh, yeah. They did. They definitely did. <laughs> Yes, That's sir. By a sorry, yeah. dude. Team. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Come on, man. Don't do, that. Don't do that. That's my secondary team, man. Don't do that, man. All right, I won't do that to you. But yo, listen, man. We got Candace <laughs> on the podcast, man. On the VA, the Viewers Anonymous podcast, man. Yeah. We appreciate you coming on. How you feeling, What's man? Up? I'm great. I'm great. Tell me better. That's what's up. That's what's up. Listen, I'm telling you right now, man. That 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 pod we did, I got I got a lot of praise from people. Uh, a lot of people loved it. Wow. Um, and I, obviously you stole the show. Um, let, let me tell, let me tell y'all something. Let me tell both of <laughs> y'all something. So Jamar Jamar is like, you know what I'm saying? Coolest dude ever, man. You know what I'm saying? He he looks out for us. You know what I'm saying? We we all exchange everything, all this type mm-hmm. of stuff. But he he always lets me know. How great Uncle Washington is on the podcast. And then he told me when he listened to that one with Kenny, he was like, yo, she killed that podcast. He's like, nothing against you. He said, but she murdered the podcast. I was like, all right, Jamal, I appreciate that. That was a real good one. Always talk about my favorite. I'm always going to kill it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey. That 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 podcast it was it was really it was really surrounded around rap man. I'm glad that that it fell that way because that that was that was really dope. Cause she she deserved that type of praise, man. And for anybody else, cause mm-hmm. it seemed like I'm the only one that like like really really do it. But like you've been doing it behind the scenes forever, and it was just great <laughs> for people to hear somebody else other than me. You know, what I'm saying? it felt like I was like the only one out here. You got a lot of so, fellas rocking with her like you too. Man, there's people quiet around here. <laughs> True. Hey, I wouldn't talk about her on the Already Home podcast, bro. Because I, 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 there was no way to compare her with the females, and then it was like with the new crowd. There wasn't no way to compare her with the new crowd either. So it was just like every time we would talk, I would just tell them like I just I put her in there with the dudes. Like to me, she wanted the top lyricist, so I didn't even talk about it. You wouldn't have it no other way. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but before, before we. Get into it though, but how you been though? It's been a while since uh spoken to you, so how everything been? Been good putting in this overtime at work. Uh, shameless plug, I work from Ford, so get out there and get your F150, F250 help put on by me, <laughs> put the bumpers on, you know, do a little hard work. Uh-oh. 
That's what's up. That's what's up. I, I, I ain't complaining. I can't put no car together. <laughs> At all. <laughs> I, don't, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know how to begin to put a bumper on. Ah, uh, it's not too bad. <laughs> hey, we <laughs> So what we got today, Yo, man. Man, we, we got a good one going today, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we got a, a dope movie today, man. Y'all ready for this one? Oh, for sure. I've been, I've yes, been ready for this one, man. <laughs> cool, Yo, this cool. is this is, so, this is uh, really one of the... Everybody uh, watching, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, man, this was one of the one of the most dopest movies that, that really go under the radar. And I think that when it, to me... Because it's something that's, that's an idea, and I'm pretty sure y'all probably picked up on it as well. But, like, there's something about this movie that, like, I've never heard nobody really speak on. And that's just how insane and crazy boosters can be. Because yeah. if you really think about it, like, you know, you know what? Look, before I get into it, I'm going to let you, because you, you always introduce it better, man. You introduce the movie, <laughs> then I'm... Because I'm just going to start rambling, man, and it's going to go. I feel you, bro. So, um, man, we talk about um, a movie that was in 1998, probably one of um, probably one of the most high-titled movies on because it was a surprise as the lead actor, um, Ray Allen, came out. I believe this was his first uh, directorial debut. Well, not directorial, but acting debut. And I think it was only his last acting debut, if I'm not uh, tripping. But if not, y'all could, you know what I'm saying, blame me on. Now, when we're talking about the Spike Lee joint, man, he got game. This is probably one of the um, probably one of the most real movies I've seen. Um, even 2K tried to, uh, they tried to replicate it a, a couple times, and they failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this this movie, man, it is so dope, man. Like my thing is, I've always, when it comes to like, I'm I'm gonna get into what I was saying, but like when it comes to Jake Shuttlesworth, like, you know, what I'm saying for number one, he's a stage parent, like you know that one parent that you know he didn't make it, like he had some game, but he didn't have enough to make it, and so like he starts putting all his mm-hmm. efforts into his child, and then like it's one of those things, like I'm I'm in the middle when it comes to Jake because like when the whole scene went down when he. You know, accidentally i'm gonna say that again accidentally killed his wife like i don't think it was intentional um so it's it's kind of hard right. to you know what i'm saying like the judge jake because like you know he got he got a little got a little rough with the son but i, I didn't think that no that i was like you know what i'm saying you gotta you gotta be tough you know what i'm saying play ball so i didn't really care mm-hmm. nothing about that but like you know he kept agging it on because he was drinking and then you know he got in an argument with the wife and knocked her down and i Man, I wouldn't call him a murderer. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of it's kind of weird talking about Jake, yeah. but like, what the whole thing is it's like, yo, this dude is behind j- in jail for five years. His son is the number one player in the country, and they want him to go to big state. So dude is like, look, we're gonna let you out for a week to convince your son to go to big state. I'm like, yo, are you kidding me? Like, this is what Booster's doing. They let him for a school, bro. Big stuff. Right. They could have came up with something better than that. <laughs> right. Hey, the, hey all the school names were trash in this. Yeah. 
Tech U. Yeah, they could have yeah. came up like New York Tech U. Tech U. Yeah, like, come on, man. <laughs> Big state. That's right. <laughs> hey, Tech U is even, even worse. Like, if, if they sent you a letter from that school, you'd be mad. Like, Tech U. Like, <laughs> right. Tech U. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh man, like, 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 Candace, what's your, what's your <clears throat> initial reaction to a film like this, man? Man, just think about all the parents that's out there pushing their kids to try to be better through them, living through them. Also, and don't forget about Rick Fox. He made his acting debut in this one. I thought that one was kind of funny. I forgot about him when I went back and watched the film. Mm-hmm. But my takeaway from it was. You could be hard on your children to prepare for for the world, but you also got to give them a little love too, to know that affirm them, to know that they are doing right, to know that they are enough. I mean that's true. I mean that's true. That like true. That, that true. I mean like you know because it's a such thing as called tough love, and like you have to like yeah you got to be rough with them and all that type of stuff, but you also got to explain mm-hmm. like okay well this is why I'm doing this and like. He resented him. I mean, he not only resented him for the fact of, you know, killing killing his mom, but like he resented him from the way that he treated him when he wasn't doing things that he wanted him to do. And it seemed like like Jake was kind of like when he was I was gonna say bipolar, but it's more like when he was drinking, he was just more aggressive. It seemed mm-hmm. like he was a little more meaner when he was, you know, under the influence. But you know, but when he would be out there training him. He was like, what hand did you shoot with right? What hand I want you to shoot with left? You know what I'm saying? He's teaching him, like, all the fundamentals of the game and all that stuff is cool. But, like, when he first seen Jake, like, when like when Jake got out, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> from his work relief program, they wanted to call it. And, like, <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo when, hey, man, when they was riding back, dude, because, like, they gave him, like, food poisoning. And then... <laughs> And then Jim Brown told him, like, man, you get one spick, like, just just a little <laughs> bit of throw up in my back seat. Man, you licking it all up. I was like, yo. I said, come on, man. I said, yo, he ain't have to do him like that, man. 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 Jim Brown was something is, else in this um, movie, man. Yeah, he was. He definitely was. It was it's it's funny seeing Jim Brown, like knowing who Jim Brown is, and then like seeing Jim Brown and like the old um in the old exploitation movies, and then like mm-hmm. seeing them in uh I'm gonna get you sucker, and then like seeing them in all the other movies. It's just so funny his whole like transition into the actor that he ended up becoming. But like for me, man, this movie was it was crazy because like in '98 I think I was like nine or ten, and then like seeing this whole process of like this big you know what I'm saying, basketball star coming out of high school, getting recruited, you know what I'm saying, dealing with the stuff he was dealing with, dealing with the family members he was dealing with. Like, it was funny because you see, like, to me, my favorite scene in this, well, one of my favorite scenes in this movie is when um, is when Bill Nunn was talking to him, and he was like, uh, you know, when you make it, you know what I'm saying, me and your auntie, we always looked out for you. And it's like, God damn, like, <laughs> <laughs> He ain't even going to the league yet. Like, this nigga just going to college, bro. He ain't going to the league. Like, you just putting all these, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just putting all these big goals on them and, like, 
thinking that he about to make it somewhere where you don't know what this man about to do. He might go to big state, you know what I'm saying, and be a flop. This nigga might go and average three points a game. You don't know what's going to happen at the college. You just assume it because this nigga is getting out and, and he going to a college which probably nobody in in the family, you know what I'm saying, did something that big. You just assume that he's going to make it and be this, like, big star. And it's funny because um, a little bit later I watched the um, – was it the not Stefan Marbury? Uh, what's the other dude from um, Coney Island? That I'm thinking of. Uh, um, Telfair. Yeah, he's supposed to come. Yeah, to I watched too. the Telfair doc. Yeah, and it's like it's so many similarities. Like hearing the people that was around him and talking about how good he was and him going to college, him making it to the league, and then it's like you just seen those comparisons, and it's like, man, this shit is a real thing. And I think Spike Lee just hit the nail on the head with this one. Yeah. It's funny that that movie came out back then, and here recently all those scandals have come out, especially with my school, UofL, them hiring prostitutes to recruit students to come to UofL. So it's crazy that that movie was so really ahead of its time to me. I mean, you got to give them credit, though. That's, That's a great recruitment, too. That's a great yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Hey, listen, but you know what I'm saying? But yo, that shit is real though, man. Like, and I'm talking about from a I ain't comparing myself at all, but like to a way smaller level. But like, dude, I was getting the same shit from my mom, yo. Like, not that I was always here for you. She was just planning what she was gonna buy and shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I want I want this kind of house and and you know what I'm saying? I want I want to start my own restaurant and all this type of stuff. I'm like, man, like <laughs> I'm I ain't even got a whole scholarship yet. And like she already like telling me like what she wanted and what she wanna buy and all this type of stuff. And it's just like, you know what I'm saying? That's pressure, man, to be talking to an eight to seventeen, eighteen year old kid like that. But um but yeah, like like you brought up a good point. I'm I'm gonna stay there, dude. That hey when he went to tech you. I'm telling you, like <laughs> they didn't get him, but <laughs> it was an attempt. <laughs> hey, Rick Fox yeah. had him, but hey, it was so funny because okay, yeah, my son didn't see the one part. He didn't see the one part now, but he did see before then, like when they was walking through the campus and talking, and like so the one girl come up and start kissing him, then the other girl kisses him, and my youngest he looking at it, and then like so then they go to go uh, eat. I think they went. to yeah, they ate before they saw the coach, and then the other girls were coming around. And then my son said, "He said, man, he said everybody know him. He must be popular." <laughs> I was like, "But you have no idea, man." <laughs> I was about to ask you, what's that like for you, though? Because you was a college athlete. I know the girls are probably following, chasing man. after you. Listen, I can't remember if I told the story or not, but like, nah, it nah, it ain't nothing crazy. It ain't nothing crazy. But like, so, cause see, my whole recruitment was wasn't no really no recruitment, cause like, cause at the point at that time I was just going to school. I wasn't even well. I was I took a semester off. So my one coach, he had a, he was like, "Yo, man, you need to play ball, man." So he was like, "I know this guy in California. He was like, I know a guy in Kansas, and I know a guy in West Virginia." So I was like, "Well, I could drive to West Virginia." So he get with the coach. I sent my highlight tape, and he was like, "Yo, he was like, you good to go." He was just like, uh, all you got to do is get up here by Thursday. That's the last day to sign in for classes. So I get up there Thursday. And so we had like a, a, a 
a meeting with the football team or whatever. So we go into the meeting. So then we come out. And he was like, yo, he said, this guy right here, he's, you know, everybody on campus, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to hook you up with him. Just, you know, he'll, he'll get you straight. So dude telling me, like, yo, party at my house tonight. He was like, all right, come pick you up, you know what I'm saying, from your dorm room, whatnot, whatnot. I was like, all right, cool. So he come pick me up around about, like, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. So we go to his place. And so I'm saying, we just, I'm meeting everybody, meeting the guys, you know, we all tripping. And so uh, I, I meet his roommate. His roommate uh, was a basketball player. And so we all talk, and then, like, they, like, walk off. So I'm just standing there, right, because I don't know nobody. So I just happen to be standing beside, like, what they call the recruit hoe. So at the time, that's when my ex first saw me. She saw me at that party the first night I was there, and she seen me standing beside the girl. So so she automatically assumed, <laughs> like, this is a new guy. He's standing beside her, so he got to be doing something with her, right? And so, like, like the next day, like, uh, we found each other on Facebook, and like the very like, and so she she was straight to the point, sent me the phone number. So then I sent her my phone number. She calls me immediately, and she asked me right out the real, "Hey, <laughs> did you fuck such and such?" I'm like, "Who?" <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I see you standing beside her at the party. I was like, yo, I don't know who you talking about. They were like, well, she the recruit hoe. I'm like, I'm not a recruit. Like, I'm already here. <laughs> like, nobody has to convince me to go here. Like, like, I'm already in the school. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's the only, like, little thing that I got. Like, I never really, I never really had to, you know, go through that type of recruitment. But, like, but it got wild at old. I won't say his name, but it got wild at old dude house, but because it was one time where they they did have the recruits come in, and this one dude thought he could drink with everybody. <laughs> hey, but it wasn't a good look, man. Man, oh, dude got oh, alcohol yeah. poison, everything, <laughs> man. Man, man, we had to, man, we had to tote that dude to the shower. Man, we had to put he him in the shower, put the cold water on him. Man, we had to call the police, man. Dude, I almost. In trouble. He almost lost his scholarship because he was underage. And then it's the thing. He mm-hmm. wasn't even a recruit. He was the recruit's cousin. Wow. Dude, dude brought his cousin with him and he got told what? down, dude. Yes. Oh, yeah. You can't, can't do that, man. See, if you're going to go into them type of parties, bro, you got to know, you know what I'm saying? You got to have a, a, at least two or three years of drinking under your belt before you get there. <laughs> that way, you know what I'm saying? You get to hang with the big dogs. I used to I used to be on college campuses all the time. We used to be drinking, playing beer pong, all kind of stuff. I used to have my face on the uh, on one of the frat houses at UD. That's how good I was. I was only like seventeen, eighteen years old. So I'm telling you, bro, like you got wow. already you got already had that. You know, she got already had it up under your belt because you know, as soon as you get to college, it really ain't nothing but parties and drinking. That's really all it is. Yeah. That's a good segue, though, to talk about Rosario Dawson's character and how she had her hand out and was asking Jesus, hey, are you doing so-and-so, but you over here screwing so-and-so on the side to try to get a check, too. It's like everybody had their hand out trying to get something from him. Lala, man. Dang. (laughs) That was the biggest letdown of the movie, man. Yeah. That was that was man, cause I was mm, I was mm. I was rooting for Lala, man. I, I thought she was cool. <laughs> Not what pissed me off is how. Nah, what pissed me yeah. off? No, it was so funny. Hey yo, yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
the funniest part when Lala was like, she's like, look, I hear about these stories. He was like, oh, but how the white girls is okay. But he said, with me, with a white girl, my mom be turning to a grave. But she was like, she's <laughs> turning Hey, man. I used man. to have, I used to have a crush on Rosario Dawson until that movie, bro. That was my, that was like my Hollywood crush. And she ruled my life. I was like, damn, she ain't even, she done cheated on this dude with the agent. Oh, I don't even know if he was an agent because right. they took yeah. him, they took him to an agent. Uh, he was the agent, wasn't he? No, the white dude was the oh, agent. No, the white dude was the, the agent. Dude that she lied and said, yeah, that's the dude she lied and said was like her cousin or something, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 A brother. She said it was a Even brother. Still, she was a low-down, dirty, she was a low-down, dirty, good-for-nothing hussy. Can't believe she cheated you. After all he went through, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She knew he ain't had nobody on his side. She knew he was trying to raise his little sister. He out, you know what I'm saying, trying to get this scholarship to make a better life for him and her. And here she is out here screwing, just screwing any and everybody. <laughs> she didn't make no sense, man. I was like, ugh. And he wanted that teddy bear out the too, bro. Get him his teddy bear back. Can't believe that, bro. <laughs> I can't believe that, bro. Hey, but he's stupid, man. man. Oh, man. Hey, that's a good segue, you man, because, like... Just, you got to go through heartbreak to understand that, man. Nah, oh, we sure. get it. <laughs> we get it. No, like, like seriously. Like, seriously, because, like, her I character, man, it, it was... Yeah, I mean, I did, too, because I was like, this dude, all the stuff that he was going through, like, everybody asking him Ooh. every day, where you going, where you going? And you got people that's pressuring you to go to the lead, to go straight to the money. Yeah, you know I'm saying she yeah. have a background with him where they where he thought that this girl <clears> loved <throat> him. You know what I'm saying? And she got pregnant. Right. And I know she was getting she I'm surprised that she even went through with the uh with the abortion because that was like the perfect trap right. move for her. Yeah. So I'm surprised that she even went through like that type of abortion. But let me ask you this though, Candace, because like, it's great to change. have a female. I know, right? <laughs> Like it's great to have that woman perspective on something like this. Like, how do you view girls like Lala in this movie? I think Lala's just wanting to get out the hood, and sometimes they see that as they only mill ticket out too, because they don't think highly of themselves, or maybe they don't have their father at home for one that tells them how, how to that tells them standards and how and who they should out and they're to their life. So, man, I've ran into a lot of these girls hearing you talk about your story at your college. I remember my stories at college running into some of them girls. Some of them girls with my friend, they good people. But you just don't think highly of yourself. When we don't think highly of yourself, you cling to that only chance to hope out. And that was what Jesus was for her. And I, I get that. But at the end of the day, it's just like, dang, I wonder how long him and Lala knew each other, too, though. I wish they would have kind of maybe made a reference to that. Yeah, <clears throat> right. That'd have been nice. That'd have been yeah, nice. I, I, I wonder if she just but, seen him in high school and just said, ooh, you know, he's a ball player. He's going to go to the league. He's good. Or did she know him before then? 
Right. That's an interesting right. point. Yeah, because they really don't is, mention that, how long they know each other. So I got because I mean, all right, what's up? How old do y'all think? And you can go back to your point after this. But how old do y'all think the mom is? How do how uh, how old do y'all think Jesus' mom was in the filming of this movie? Look, like the actress, like the real woman. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I think that uh, this is a trick question. So I think that she, I think she was portrayed to be probably like around thirty-eight, thirty-nine. But I'm thinking she probably how was do like. How you think she was though? I think In she was life? probably like fifty. Yeah. In real life, I, I gotta go with him. I think she's probably about. 50, 55, because I know she was in the original Sparkle, the best Sparkle. Uh, bro, she was born in 1954, so. bro. She I believe was only it. like 44 years old, bro. That's wow. crazy. She still looked good <laughs> to this day. She looked amazing. I never would have thought. I never would have thought she was in the black and white film. She looked amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. I love her that's, character though, that's, man, because that's wild, man. Yeah. Yeah, her char- her character was, was was good because like she was she was like that middle ground. Like Jake Jake really like needed her. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I think that that that, that balance between <laughs> you know, his basketball dreams and putting his basketball dreams in the Jesus and then it seems like she was it seems like she was the rock, but like she also kind of let Jake do some of the things that he wanted. And and I love when they um when he told uh, Jesus the story, and he didn't do it the first time; he did it the second time that that they met when he was telling him like, "Man, why you name me Jesus anyway?" He was like, "People used to think my mom was having the Holy Ghost when she called me, and you know, <laughs> and all this stuff." And then like the second time they met. He was like, you know, my favorite player is, you know, it was uh, Earl Monroe, Earl the Pearl. And he was like, uh, he was like, you know what they called him on the black top? He's like, they called him Jesus. He was like, then the black media got a hold of it, started calling him black Jesus. And he was like, that's where your name came from. He was like, I named you Jesus from Earl Monroe. And like, I'm sorry, if I would have been the mama or whatever, I'm like, yo, you don't get that bullshit out of my face. <laughs> we ain't naming my shot no Jesus from no damn, you know what I'm saying? Earl the Pearl from the damn blacktop. Man, get out of here with that bullshit, man. But she let it rock, though, man. So she a real one for that. Yeah. Yeah. She's a great portrayal of a black mother, man. Like, just her, um, just her demeanor, just the way she carried herself. And the, you know what I'm saying? Like the small amount of time she had in the film, especially like when she yelled out that window and, and the street <laughs> lights was on, bro, you knew he was about to get a whoop. I, I got yeah. scared when she yelled his name. I was like, oh, shit. He better get that flashback. I thought that was just, She did a great job. Man, I'm telling Man. you, she did a great job. What you think, Kenny? I think she did an excellent job, too. I like the scene where when he was maybe 10, 11, 12 years old, he went off to that camp for the first time, and she slipped that letter into his backpack to know, you know, you still love me, you still miss. Hey, be good to your sister. So, you know, they'll be thinking about you. Again, that motherly mm-hmm. touch, that motherly love, because uh, Denzel's character was so hard on him, though. 
Do y'all wish yeah. I had like a dad that was like that though? Yes. Yeah, my dad was like that, but he wasn't here. I wish I do have it. I, I think I would have been way better in basketball. Yeah. Man, I wish I had look. a dad like that, bro. I probably would have been uh, a third-string cornerback somewhere by this time. <laughs> <laughs> man, look, my dad My dad stopped rocking with me when I was 13, man. I beat him in the backyard. He was yeah. done. <laughs> he won't play me no more, man. Oh, that's why. Want to play me no more. Why you do that, man? Why you do that, <laughs> man? Listen, it was it was my cousin, man. It was my cousin Johnny, man. Cause like my dad, like like we played a little bit in the backyard, but like the person who like who trained me, I, he didn't train me as hard as you know, say Jake did Jesus. But my cousin Johnny, man, um, the one that's a a, a agent, like he played ball mm-hmm. overseas. And like Johnny used to have me in the backyard, my guy at like 11, 12 years old, mm. ankle weights and strength shoes. Cause dude, I don't know. Cause Jamal told you, like I started dunking when I was in like sixth, seventh grade. Like mm. so, and wow. that was because like he used to have me in the backyard, dude, like wearing these strength shoes and and like doing like he was like jump high as you can, fifty times in a row. You know what I'm saying? Then as soon as I'm done. Give me a hundred calf raises. And it was just like, dude, it just, like I said, like, by the time I got 13, you know what I'm saying? Man, my dad was in the backyard, man. I bust him up, man, going to 11. He went in the house. Man. <laughs> he wouldn't play me no more. So it was just kind of like. <laughs> so, like, man, but then, but it just, like, I just naturally just got better at football. Like it, it's just like I mean, yeah. I mean, I could jump out the gym, but I just got, I just football is just, just a different animal. Like I love basketball, but like mm-hmm. football, football, football is where it's at, man. Football is where it's at. But this ain't no football movie. Um, it's all about the hoop. Um, I, I told you my story about my cousin. <laughs> my cousin used to used to line me up every time he throw the ball super high, and I it made me put on super big pads. And run me over every time. I, <laughs> I, didn't get that, I didn't get that kind of training. I was more like a practice dummy. So by the time I got to like thirteen and twelve, I, my juke, my juke moves was inc- impeccable. I was I was shaking and baking any and everybody. I was That's so used up. to getting hit. I'm like I'm not getting touched no more. <laughs> I'm not getting touched anymore. <laughs> Forget that. Hey, hey. The crazy thing is when you were saying that to me. When you told that story last week and you were saying how he used to throw the ball high in the air, you know what I thought you were going to say? Let me tell you something I used to do. Like, <laughs> like, like when my cousins now, like when they was at home and I just I just wanted to play football, you know what I'm saying? But I had nobody to play with. Man, I used to mm. get that football. I would throw it high in the air, but and I would chase it down. Like, dude, I could throw a football about 20 yards and go catch it myself. <laughs> like, I used to do that shit yeah, in the backyard. Dirty dog. <laughs> dirt bag, you are a dirt bag, bro. You are a dirt bag. Speaking, I'm speaking Man, your cousin. You are a dirt bag for that. You know how much trauma. You know how much trauma I went through, bro. Just, just <laughs> every time I went over there, dreading the fact that I knew you gonna open that garage and be like, "Come on, let's practice." No, I don't want to practice. I want to play Sega. Mike Tyson's punch out on Sega. I don't want to practice and go out there and get ran over every time you throw the ball up in the air. The only good thing came out of that is I could juke and I could catch. Outside of that, I'm still not over that. That is too funny, bud. 
Hey, boy, you a wild boy, man. I used to come visit you like that, man. I let him know every time I see him. That's wild. I just whisper in his ear, like, remember when you used to run me over and I walk off real slow? (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully, he had nightmares about it. (laughs) He did me wrong, man. Hey, boy, you was wild, man. But, like, I mean, <laughs> but, yeah, man, but, uh, you know what I'm saying? But Candace, man, she's a hooper. She was telling me about her hoop dreams on mm-hmm. the uh, on, on the 28 Minutes of Less podcast, talking about how she's doing everybody up in the murals. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. But, <laughs> but like, like as I was nice in high school, and then I got to college. Well, I tore my ACL in high school, and then I tore my ACL my other knee in college. I was just like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, that's the the shit that, like, it sucks, man, especially because, I'm going to tell you something. And I I didn't think this. No, I I believe you. I have no reason not to believe you. But you know how, like, there's always that one person in the hood that be like, oh, man, I would have made it, man, if I had to my knee out. So it's like <laughs> you really mm-hmm. tell your yeah. knee up, you know what I'm saying? Because like, mm-hmm. and, and not that not that they didn't, but like sometimes like you hear like those stories, and it'd be like, and it always be like the drunk on the corner. They in every they in every state, every county, every city. Dude, you, always, yeah. you always got those okay, wait, dudes. Wait, man. wait, it's 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 some truth to that though, because I know a dude who uh, he was. Um, I wouldn't say he, I don't think he did drugs, but I know he was drunk. He used to always grab a 40 in the morning. I know he was a drunk. Well, we used to call him one of them. But dude was, when I tell you he was a hooper, I remember one time, right, we was all at the park. We was, like, probably around, like, 13, 14. He came to the park one day, and he was like, man, can't none of y'all hoop. Ain't none of y'all got no technique. Ain't none of y'all got no shot. So we like, man, you don't know nothing about no basketball, old man. Like, go on somewhere. He said, man, I outshoot all of y'all. He said, I play each of y'all for a dollar. I'm, in there, I'm, going, I'm like, I'm like, man, it's easy money. I'm like a, a free dollar. Like, bro, he can't touch me. And I'm and by this time, I'm shooting from half court, like easy money, right? Man, when I tell you, bro, he hit every shot and did not miss nothing. He hit, I mean, just straight buckets. And we used to have, it's like so a couple of our old high schools end up getting tore down or whatever, but he used to play um for a school called Roosevelt. And right now it's like a, uh, I think they turned it into like a, um, a, uh, like a YMCA center or some stuff like that, but it's still called Roosevelt. But he was one of the best players on Roosevelt. So I go ask my stepdad and he was telling us about him. I asked him, he like, yeah, man, you know, he's, he's supposed to go to Ohio State and everything. I'm like, man, we just got hustled. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Bro."> <laughs> <laughs> I got on my bike and went back down to the park. Man, I'm like, what? I mean, this dude, when I tell you, man, this dude was, I mean, form perfect, all that. And he was like, man, he said, ain't no way y'all, ain't no way y'all gonna be able to be that good. Y'all ain't got no form. Y'all ain't got no heart. Y'all ain't shoot right. And I mean, like, he was down there just knocking them down. I mean, like, he wasn't even leaving his feet. He was just coming off his toes, just busting them down, nothing but threes. But I was like, God, dog. He was a beast, man. Are they real? They real. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty look, look you laughing, Candace, but I'm pretty sure there there's some in your neighborhood as oh, well. I've I've played with some of them, yeah. For sure, for sure. I don't know if y'all know who Bud Mackey is. He probably knows who Bud Mackey is. He's supposed to go to Ohio State. He got messed up with some stuff down here. He was a hooper. Yeah, I know that. Man. 
I know that name. We used to we used to have a like we we got we like a it's kind of weird because like Dayton is not really like a um it's not really like a basketball city it's more like a football city in like a weird yeah. way but our college team our college football team is trash but like our basketball team is like good so like we've had like some star basketball players but like our football players it's like far in, in between but like our basketball players are amazing but like everywhere else. Anything else is like all basketball, all you know. What I'm saying like unless you get to like Cincinnati or like Cleveland, anything else. But like if you go to other places, it's like basketball heaven. And then like the closer you get to Indiana, it's even better. And then like when you get closer to like Columbus and all that, it's all football. The the higher you go in Ohio, yeah. it's football. The lower you go is basketball. Well, that makes sense. Did yeah, you go to um, Louisville to play basketball? Nah, I went to Eastern Kentucky University. I was gonna try to walk on, and then okay, I snored. You had to get okay, up at six o'clock in the morning. And I was like, "Oh man." Yeah. Okay, then. My uh, my cousin with the uh, Eastern Kentucky. She was uh, a cheerleader. Okay. What year? That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, it was probably about like two thousand. Three two thousand four. Okay, I was a freshman then, so I might know her. Okay, yeah, that's what's up. Her name is Deanna Wilson. Okay. Deanna Wilson. Yeah, that's what's okay. What y'all think about Jake's game when he got out the out the pen though? Because he looked like he still he looked like one of them old heads that still had the game too. He was out there shooting, missing. He was he was still hooping in the he was still hooping when he was locked up. That man ain't lost a touch. He he played like that one though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he still hey. had it. Yeah, like Jake 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 reminded me like you know what I'm saying like when you play like when you play in the backyard with your dad because like they form is different. You know what I'm saying like they don't shoot they don't mm-hmm. shoot like us because like Jake. Jake, like his, like he went behind the head when he shot. You know what I'm saying? Like Ray kept mm-hmm. it in front of him, but Jake went from the back, and like my dad shoot like that, like the ball go behind his head, <laughs> and, <it go. laughs> and I never understood how he shot like that. But like he, I thought, I thought Jake, man, I thought I love how they was able to show like they showed Jake playing, you know, little Jesus. And like he was busting him up when he got mad when he threw the ball over the fence, and like the other dudes around the way trying to tell him like, "Man, calm down, man. That's a kid." He was like, "Man, don't tell me how to raise my child." And then like, and so Jesus got mad through the ball over the fence. But then, but when they played, when it, look, dude, the funniest story ever, dude, is uh, is Spike Lee telling the story of that last game at the end. I don't know if y'all heard it. He was on uh I forget which podcast he was on. He might have been on the Map mm-hmm. Michael Rappaport podcast. And he was saying that the way that it went in the script was Ray Allen was supposed to win eleven nothing. Right? He was supposed to just dominate Jake, right? So when Jake when Jake got the ball, and Ray Allen is just like, you know, it's his first time acting. So he think everything's supposed to go like, you know what I'm saying? And so this is go out there and get a bucket. <laughs> he, said, he said Ray Allen looked at you know looked at Spike like 
Like, man, what's going on? You know? And so then he was like, and so then, like, he said, because they really, all they did was just roll the ball like they let them play. And then he was like, you know, Ray wasn't like really like playing, playing. And so then, Denzel mm-hmm. <laughs> scored again. So he was like, Ray Allen started to get mad. He was like, they bumped that script, boy. Because he was like, <laughs> so he was like, yo, Denzel really scored five points on Ray Allen, yo. Maybe he got the first three because Ray wasn't expecting it. But like, mm-hmm. they said Ray was on this set hot, boy, because he was like, man, that ain't what the script say. He said, the script said I'm supposed to win 11 nothing. But, yo, hey, Denzel got some game, man, I'm telling you. But it was so funny. I can't tell it the way Spike stole it. But, dude, it was hilarious, but Because he was like, Ray was, like, fired up. He was like, man, like, hold on, man. He's like, that ain't what the script said. So that is hilarious, man. But, like, I thought that that game, I thought that game ended – I thought it ended like perfect, man, because like Jake, when he was a kid, because that, that's like that that oldest son payback, you know what I'm saying? Because like, you know, Jake was like knocking him down and all that type of stuff. And it was so funny because little Jesus was like, man, what you trying to prove? Like, <laughs> 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 can, you, <laughs> hey, can you imagine your kid telling you what you trying to prove? Man, yeah, I can imagine my youngest son saying that. Oh, real quick, real quick. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of my youngest son, right? Yesterday, man, I was on Xbox and we was playing two K. So, um, my my cousins they had just got the new Xbox or whatever, right? So I still got the old Xbox One. So I was like, man, I told my oldest son, I was like, man, why y'all gotta be so expensive? Why can't y'all be like cheap kids, man? And he was laughing or whatever. So my youngest son, he come in the room. I'm like, you heard what I asked him, man? Why can't y'all be cheap kids? So he walked up on me. He was like, you don't, you know why I don't want to be? They said, you want to know why I don't want to be cheap? I said, why? He said, because I don't like poor things. And he's a walk out. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he don't get out of my house, bro. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, man, whose kid is this, man? He said with a straight face, like, yeah, because I don't like poor things. Walked out. Man, that's what you love about the kids, but honestly. Oh, man, yo. That's what I got to deal with. So I can imagine him being the one like, man, what are you trying to prove out here, man? I can definitely imagine him saying that. Man, yo, but Kendall, what do you you think about both of those games, man? The little Jesus and big Jesus. To hear you tell that story, I'm glad they let Jake score a couple points too because that kind of drove home the meaning like look son I taught you this game you as good as you are because I was tough on you because so you wouldn't a pushover so you wouldn't quit Mm -hmm. I wouldn't let you quit so I I do I do like that and at the end to see him dunk the ball it almost took me back to love of basketball when Sanai got dunked on I was like oh it broke my heart but that's a good comparison she deserved it Dang. Hold, hold up. Whoa, hold, hold up. No, hold, hold up. Wait a minute. Wait right. a minute. Time out. Time out. <laughs> All right. This, listen, this is related. This is basketball related. Listen, man, I know where you're going. I know where you're going, school, because I know you. I know where you're going. I understand. Yes, his dad. Oh, no, this, is total, this is totally separate. Nope. Nope. Not even that. This is totally separate. This is totally separate. I feel you. No, this, this ain't even that. Because oh, see, I thought I that you... When I was playing okay. basketball, we used... 
No, nah, we used to have a girl that used to play with us. She played for um, she played for Dunbar High School. That's when Norris Cole went right, and uh, Daquan Cook. But she played for Dunbar High School. She used to be out there on the court with us like she was a dude. So like, you know what I'm saying? Like we could, it was hard trying to play her because like we couldn't really foul her or nothing like that. And like you know what I'm saying? Like if she back you down, you feel kind of weird like having her back you down because it's like she a girl. So it was like you wanted to play defense, but you really couldn't. Like, you know, so like you couldn't really play aggressive with her because, like, you know what I'm saying? She's she girl. So it was like, man, when I see him dunking her, I was like, Justin. That's what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, <laughs> bar, he had no emotion, no feelings into it. I was with that. I was like, dunk on her. Every touch you get, banged on her. Plus, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> How you going to try to check up a dude that's in the NBA? Man, she was headed to the women's NBA, man. Right. What you talking about? And he had a bum knee. He ain't played oh, so, basketball in months. Okay. So, so, and so you, you, Brittany Brown and LeBron James, they, they play. Brittany Brown and LeBron James with a bum knee. Who you taking? I understand that. But, okay, answer this <laughs> though. All right. Okay. But Cheryl Miller used to bust up Reggie Miller every day. I don't think Reggie still ain't beat Cheryl Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller don't got no real game. Reggie Miller is a shooter, and that is it. <laughs> Now, if they play a horse, if they play a horse, I take Reggie. But in a one-on-one game, nah. Chuck Miller is supposed to bust his ass. He was actually the same. He was, though. That was, on, dude. Man. I never forget the story, boy, when Reggie told that story. But when he was, <laughs> he said they went to, like, because they, they played, I forgot what it was, but Reggie got in the car. He was like, he's all happy. And then, and then like, their parents like, what'd you get? And Reggie's like, man, I scored 50 points, 12 rebounds, nah, nah, nah. And then he was like, Cheryl, what'd you do? Oh, I scored 101 points. <laughs> Reggie, Reggie thought he was about to be the man, boy. And then, Reggie, then Cheryl, like, man, she scored like 110 or something like that. And then it was just like, but he could never beat Cheryl, boy. Never beat Cheryl. But you know, I thought when you That's were going, like I thought Kenneth you were... Parker's brother, bro. Yeah, that ain't a good look. Cause I'm pretty sure Candace was <laughs> busting their ass. Like, dude, man, have if, you ever seen her high school? Dude, have you ever seen her high school highlight tape? Dude, oh, Candace, I, I seen dude. her at the McDonald's All Star game. Yo, she like. They put shackles on her. Like, Pat Summer put shackles on her. She didn't play near, like, not even close to the game she, she played in high school, dude. She was a complete beast, man. Complete beast. beast. But, uh, yeah. shit, what was we going? Oh, I thought you were going. I thought you were going. I'm going to get back to you, Candace. But I thought you were going because I talked to somebody about loving basketball, and they was like, <laughs> okay, she needed to be there for him. You know what I'm saying? When he found out the news about his dad. But it's like at the same time, it's like, yo, she want a ball just like he do. You know what I'm saying? She had crazy. Yeah, yeah, shit again. Yeah, man. like man, talk he to y'all tomorrow, man. man. I ain't care about none of that. It's just the fact <laughs> that you challenging this nigga in the NBA. Like, nah, you're not gonna go to because you at USC. You think you can play this nigga? No, you need to get done. Players. You need to know what it's like to play real talent. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it ain't like the team. She was on the USC. It was like all white girls. I'm like, fam, that is not a real basketball team. Man, what no all white girls, girls, man. Let her play with some real talent. Man, it was like five black girls on the team. What you talking about? None of them started. She was the only one that started. Crazy. Dude. The way I remember it, it was three white girls. The point guard who she took her place, she was next. She was black. One of the two. 
And then the two, then the she, two. Uh, all forward in the center. She was black. What you talking about? Look at the hell. Okay, mixed. Okay, so uh, so Trey Young came ball. <laughs> <laughs> he different. Oh, he different. Now it's different. <laughs> now it's different. Even the, the NBA. We ain't talking. Listen, listen, it don't matter, man. Listen, man. It was only like two or three white girls on that team, man. I remember that movie. I've seen that movie a hundred times. They all started. They all started. <laughs> no, they didn't, man. And the coach was white, too, wasn't she? Wasn't the coach white? Come on, man. Yeah. Well, where, where they ain't? Where they ain't, though? She was hating. And she was hating. Get them out of here. No, I ain't. You not going to sit there and tell me, and I play for the Lakers, and you barely making it at USC. You think that you going to win my love. No, you better get done. Man, see, that's what you want. She better be playing. <laughs> it, that's even worse. <laughs> they didn't have a women's NBA. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway, get back to your point. That that was just a great comparison because, like, I, I it's crazy you said it because I thought that too. Because when he dunked down, I was like, damn. I was like, that payback. But all right, you can finish your point. I'm sorry. <laughs> you good? That's. I mean, that's all I wanted to say. For him to dunk on him, for him to finally beat your your father, you get a special kind of urge, a special kind of feeling like, now, you you know, you're starting to decline. I'm king now. Like, how'd you feel when you finally beat your dad when you talked about it earlier? What that make you feel like? Man, hey, <laughs> I sent my dad to the house, but he didn't even want to. Like, it was, <laughs> but the thing is, like, he never, like, really, like, like, when he would beat me, because my dad was like, I'm, like, I was, t- I was taller than my dad seventh grade. Like my dad is like five nine. You nah, know what I'm saying? I've been I've been six two since I was like thirteen. Like I just stopped growing. So <laughs> so it was like so he was always a jump shooter. So he would always just out shoot me. And then I got to the point where I started jumping stuff. And then my dad got mad and he'd be like, Oh, well, all you can do is dump. So then he started hitting me with that. Oh, trying to get in your head. Yeah, I tried to get in my head, so all I could do is dump. You should have um, dumped I, every chance you got. Yeah, yeah, like man, this is this is payback. Like this is like this is mono to mono. You know what I'm saying? Like we out here balling. Like this ain't no seniority thing. Like when you when you get on the court, it don't matter who's the oldest, who the youngest. Like, hey, that's just like now. Like when we used to go before I tore my Achilles. Like man, when the young bucks used to come to the gym, we used to like looking at them young boys because we out there like running around, not really playing defense. Those young boys in there like. All legs, man. They playing strong defense. We like, man, shit. I gotta go to work in the morning, man. I'm too old for this. Hey, yeah, man. I like here getting rebounds and stuff. I'm barely jumping. Like, man, get out of here. But I would say, like, I thought that when when that game was over, and and, and yo, I am not. Y'all are not gonna sit here and make it seem like I'm the only person. So both of y'all are familiar with Dr. J, right? Well, at least. Okay, Dr. J hey. with the with with the Nets when he had the mini afro. Yeah. Right? All right. ABA. So yeah, so when the game was over and he was like, you know, you know, you, you need to get that hatred out your mind, but I mean not I, he was like, you need to get that hatred off your heart, and you know what I'm saying, all this type of stuff like that. And so, you know, he telling him to go back to Attica and all this type of stuff. So he's walking to Jim Brown and them and he tried to put the handcuffs on him. He was like, Nah, Jake, you gotta turn around. Y'all are not going to tell me Denzel did not look just like Dr. J from the ABA days when he turned around. But, 
Hey, well, he looked just like Dr. J right there, man. man Don't leave me man. hanging, man. Don't tell me he did <laughs> not look just like him. Nah, you, you 100%. You 100%. I thought that whole time, like, they was playing. That's that's the, the remnants I had, like, you know what I'm saying? You had the old school and then you had the new school. Like, I looked at Jake as, you know what I'm saying, like that Dr. J type, you know, so with the afro and everything like that. And then I looked at Ray Allen. You know, as the the new school guy who was just like, you know, he could at that time he could do any and everything. Like people forget how good Ray Allen was, and he was playing from Milwaukee at the time. So you know what I'm saying? Like he was crossing people up, taking it to the rack. Like he could shoot, fade away, all that. Like Ray Allen used to be a monster, and people forget how good he really was. That's really the reason that he ended up in this movie, just because of how good he was. He was kind of like that at UConn too, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah, big time. And I think they got Ray Allen because they couldn't get Michael Jordan, too. <laughs> yeah, you know Spike would have wanted Mike, for sure. No, but the, you know what? Oh, man, they talked about this. It it was um, because Ray Allen wasn't the first pick. It was um, – it, it I don't think it was Michael either. Um, Damn, who it was. It wasn't Stephon Marbury, but, like, like – you know what? I think it was Stephon Marbury. Yeah, I'm about to say it had to be because I think it was based. This was like kind of based off of him, right? Yeah, it was kind of. Yeah, it it was similar to his story. Um, but like, yeah, yeah I, but something had happened and like it wouldn't have worked out, and they chose Ray Allen. But um, but yeah, I love Ray. Like even even the Seattle days, like. When he was in Seattle, dude, I used yeah. to. Mm-hmm. So you remember how I told you how I used to like draw shoes and shit. Like mm-hmm. I used to like that's the number that I, I when I played basketball like little, that's the number I wanted. I wanted thirty four. I wanted thirty four for Ray Allen when okay. he was um when he was with Seattle. So like I've been I've been a Ray Allen fan for like a long time. So that that made it even better to be alongside uh, Denzel. But but something we haven't even spoke about was just. How great of a job he actually even did, like never been, yeah, acting before. Well, into- I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how good that one scene. That one scene where he, uh, like, anytime he got mad, it just wasn't like I don't know whether it was the way he the way he talked or if it was just like he just didn't seem like mad for real. Anything outside that, he did a great job. But like when he got mad, just the way he talked, I just couldn't take him serious. Cause it was like, man, you sound like you're reading from a script. Yeah, felt like some um, of the things he was kind of stiff. He was like, he needed to loosen up and yeah. kind of just feel his character more. It, it did sound like he was reading from a script yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he but did. Yeah, but y'all, <laughs> yeah, I mean, because even because even the scene, like even the scene that what I thought was funny, like that I mentioned earlier, when he was like, you know, my mom would be rolling over in her grave. And like, like even like when she, when we was like, how did you even get pregnant? Like that part was kind of funny how he was saying it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny how he was just saying it. He was like, he was like, it's okay, Poppy. It's okay. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny the way he was saying it though. It was kind of hilarious. I mean, like, I mean, nah, he he's not gonna win a Golden Globe or anything. But I mean, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying to, to be to be a basketball player and and to come in and, and you know, what I'm saying and knock this out. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, he's not better than like, you know, 
Shaq and or even even Penny Hardaway and Blue Chips. Like I mean, as far as like basketball players like playing in the movies, they played it better than Ray did. But Ray was like the focus though. Like Shaq and Penny wasn't the focus in that movie. You know what I'm saying? It was more mm-hmm. on the coach, and they was just you know what I'm saying players that just you know came in to play. But I mean, but overall, like I thought that I thought that this movie was really good. I thought I think it was a movie that was much needed because like you hear these hood stories of these guys that was like really good, and then like they just never made it out. You know, you really never know like what the reason is because it now that's something else. It didn't show us why Jake didn't make it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I don't know if that if he just didn't have the talent or what, or if it was. I don't think it was a situation of them having Jesus and that and that provoked him from playing, but it never really explained like why Jake never made it, you know, to the lead. But the thing is, the whole premise of this movie is, and even when they talked to Big Time, it was the thing was nobody made it out of Coney Island. You know what I'm saying? And like at that time, yeah. Marbury was was recent because that movie came out in '98. I think Marbury came out in what '90s. He wasn't in that 96 draft. I think he was in the 97 draft. So, like, it had, like, yeah. just happened. Like, it had literally just happened. So, like, players just wasn't making it out of Coney Island. And I think that's what it was because even um, cause even around that time, Slum God was, you know, big around that time. But Slum, but, but Slum God, he wasn't from Coney Island, but he played the people in Coney Island. So, I think the premise yeah. of the movie was just like, you know, how these dudes ain't making it, but then also how these people are like grabbing on to them. And like even even the point where um to bring the uncle back in, you know, when the uncle was telling him um when he when he got that car, when he went and picked him up, you know, when he came back from the trip, he was like, Man, where you get this car from? And he was like, Oh, you like it? He was like, uh, you know, it got this, all this little stuff, and he's like they told me as long as it's in my name, we know we all good. And then he's like, yo, like I didn't ask for this. Like he was actually now he was he was he was he was, he was treading the line because you gotta remember mm-hmm. the coach, you remember when the coach tried to give him the money, right? He was like he did he didn't want to take it. But the coach told him, You took it before. You know what I'm saying? And like Jesus was like, Well, that was just to, you know, take care of my sister. But the thing is, it's like if it's it's hard to be a player when you got all these people offering you money, you know, to come here or do this or do this and all this type of stuff. And you, you know, 17, 18 years old and like they keep coming at you with money. And it's like eventually you're going to be like, yo, I mean, if they offering it to me and they tell me that I won't get in trouble, then why not take it? So. It's. I don't know, man. It's it's because I, I thought that he was like if you're not paying attention, you would think that he didn't take anything, but the way that he would get angry, but when that coach said like, yo, you took it before, and then just like oh shit. So it's like damn. <laughs> but what y'all what y'all got on that, man? I like that's okay. I'll let you go, Candy. <clears throat> <laughs> I'll let you go first because I'm gonna tie this up now, she said. Okay. Um, I think it's interesting because, you know what I'm saying, like, it's funny how when they're trying to recruit players to get there and, and you know, they trying to find players 
campus to come to the school and talk to them. And, you know, they give you the whole speech and run around and everything. Like, yeah, they making all this money to get there. But it's like once they get there, they don't, you know, say like all that is gone. Like even going back to, you know, say like the Fab Five doc, when they was talking about how, yeah. you know, they was eating, they was eating noodles for dinner. And then they, then they was talking about like the only way they was getting money for real was because of the boosters and because of the people that was coming out, you know, say looking out for them, buying them new shoes and everything else. But then they get to the locker room and they got a whole new pair, you know, say like a whole new pair of gym shoes. They got a brand new uniform. It's like, you know, you you hear these stories about how, you know, what I'm saying like all these people, you know, saying go out their way to, you know, do certain things for them, like um, like. Terrell Pryor with the tattoo, you know what I'm saying, situation. Like, he got a tattoo because of a, a you know what I'm saying, I think it was like a jersey or autograph or something like that. And it's like, what do you expect these dudes to do? Like, you're talking about dudes who, they constantly on the road. they basically professional players, but they in amateur positions. Like, they really don't get a chance to work or, you know what I'm saying, like make money off their name or anything like that. Like, we heard the story about the dude who was doing the YouTube thing, the kicker, and then, they made him take his uh, YouTube down or he was going to get a scholarship taken away. So it's like, it's weird just to see that moment because it's like he getting all this money and he getting all this love, but it's like, you know, you know what I'm saying, like four or five months down the line or two, three months down the line, like all that is going to be gone and he really is going to be a struggling student athlete. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too and Funny that y'all talk about that because I think about the law that just passed in California where they are going to start paying student athletes. How are they going to do that? Because I think about Johnny Manziel and I think about um, what's his name uh, that came from USC that went to the St. Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush. Yeah. Think about those off because I remember when Johnny, Johnny Manziel got in trouble just for signing his signature, getting money for his signature. And it's just like, it's his signature. But these boosters and these universities is making millions off of them and they ain't getting a dime. So uh, going back to what I was uh, going to tie it into, because you said Marbury was supposed to originally be in the movie. And that made me think about the scene where uh, Jesus was on the bus stop with his cousin and he picked him up in the drop top and he was riding through the city. And he was like, this is why they don't make it out the city. Is it going to be women? Is it going to be drugs? Or is it going to be alcohol? And that made me think about, too, what we were talking about earlier as far as the old heads on the blocks that didn't make it. They still got game. They had those dreams, but they didn't make it because they fell victim to one of those alcohol, drugs, women. You know, you take your pick. So I, I did think Spike exposed that really well in this movie on why we had so many hoop dreams and why everybody latches on to that one star in the hood because we want them to make it out because he made it seem too as if he had guys in the neighborhood that was protecting Jesus so that he wouldn't get robbed because everybody knew he had money or he was a star. They didn't know where he was getting it from, but it seemed like everybody was looking out for him because they wanted him to make it out the hood. Yeah. yeah I mean, and we hear, we hear those stories. Yeah, like that, that scene was really very powerful, man, because um, big time, like big time, it seemed like the, the type of stuff that he was in you know, he was in that field of like women and, you know, drugs and all that type stuff. But at the same time, he was like, yo, like this dude, he got something like he's special. Like, I'm I'm going to make sure that nobody messes with him. And like there's usually what it is. It'd be like a lot of the gangsters and like the drug dealers and dudes that be 
taking care of like the next star that's in the hood because they're like, yo, this dude can make it. But like sometimes some of them are doing it for, you know what I'm saying, for the wrong reasons. And some of them are doing it for, you know what I'm saying, look, I, I want you to get out of here. Like I had my shot. I didn't make it. So I'm going to make sure nobody rock with you. But something else that he said in the car was, you think that everybody love you? Like, everybody don't love you. Yeah. And, like, that's the thing. is like you got those people in the hood that's also looking at you like, oh, you, you think you the shit. Because, you know what I'm saying? Because the NBA teams are looking at you and all the stuff. And remember when they was practicing and, like, dude called foul. And Jesus was like, I ain't foul you. He was like, shit, you foul too, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, like, man, it's like your head get big right now. And it's just like you you get that because that seemed like one of the players on the team because I don't think that's what he meant. I think he just looked right. at it like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like I fouled you that hard. I don't feel like I want to give you that foul. I don't think it was a whole little thing of like, yo, like, I'm so good I don't get foul calls. So I thought that that was – you know, to tie that into what they were saying there, because that that scene that scene was really. That, I'm glad you brought that up because that was that was a very important scene in the car, man. His cousin got him on nerves though. <laughs> in the car, he just he can't answer it for him. He was like, man, he told Boogie, he's like, man, don't shut the fuck up, but you gonna be walking. Hey, man, hey, man Boogie, but Boogie took up for his cousin though. I appreciate that though. I appreciate him taking up for him. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. He was the only one that seemed like generally wanted him and his sister was the only one that generally cared for Jesus, regardless of whether he was a basketball player or whatever he decided to do. And his aunt. And his aunt. Yeah, his aunt too. Yeah, Aunt Sally. Yeah. Yeah, because even though Maybe even though he told her to get up. I think it's interesting to see how Spike Lee kind of put that scene in there like you know, a lot of times we think that it's always like the family that's looking out for everybody or that, you know, saying person or, you know, saying the, the best friends or whatever that's looking out for that person. And in our actuality is usually the family that's the ones that's trying to get the most up out of you or it's usually like your friends who are only hanging on because they know, you know, saying, they can ride your tailcoat. Um, but I think it's interesting that he put that in there because a lot of times, that you know what I'm saying, especially like going back and seeing like these stories like Judas and the Black Messiah and all that, we starting to find out that like a lot of these, you know, stars and like a lot of these people was really getting donations and money from the, you know what I'm saying, the drug dealers and the pimps and all them. And then them was really like the people that were really at the end of the day protecting the streets and making sure that a lot of the people were safe. And you know what I'm saying? Like when they I, I think it's interesting to see that you know what I'm saying? Like Sean said, it, it is something that they do it for the wrong reasons. They doing it because, you know, they looking at it like an investment. But a lot of them, you know, they, they really looking at it like, you know, this kid got a future. This this is a, a chance for me to, I don't necessarily say redeem myself, but, you know what I'm saying, to really look at somebody and see that they can make a better way for themselves. If I can do anything to help that, you know what I'm saying, I'm definitely going to do that. So it might be something as small as like, you know what I'm saying, and the rest of the homies, like, don't mess with him, let him hoop, you know what I'm saying? Or if y'all playing a game, you know what I'm saying, y'all bring him in and y'all, you know what I'm saying, like, y'all might rough him up a little bit so he can get used to getting fouled and making a shot or, you know what I'm saying, like, anything like that. Or just something as simply as, you know what I'm saying, he walking down the street and you spend a couple of dollars just to buy him groceries. But it's like, it's always that one person that's like that. Like, you know what I'm saying, with the Fat Five documentary, they had old dude. Old dude was doing that for him. And he was in the money 
laundering and shit like that. But he was still making sure that, you know what I'm saying, they would have food, they would have shoes and all that. Because he, I, and Jalen Rose talked about the most, he was saying, like, you know, he always, I think his name was like Ed or something like that, but he was like, he always looked out for us, even when we was kids, like, when we was out in the street, he would buy us candy or he would give us a couple dollars here and there. So it's always good to, you know what I'm saying, like, see that character, in, especially these type of movies, to where, you know, you, you really didn't even see him, like, really using them any if anything it seemed like he was more so you know saying having his back and making sure you know so like they was getting to school making sure they were doing the right thing keeping their head clear teaching them certain lessons that he knew he wouldn't have been able to learn anywhere else so I, i'm glad spike put that in the movie oh yeah for sure man and like two things one thing like i had a i had a uh let's just call it well no i say who it is like uh, so i had a drug dealer cousin who used to give me Every pick and every touchdown I got, he gave me twenty dollars. You know what I'm saying? And like the best week I had, I got eighty dollars one week. So that was <laughs> that was that was a good week for me. That was a good week for me. But like, but the thing is, like, that's just like the Ben Wilson story. You know what I'm saying? Out of Simeon High School in um in Chicago, and and look how he was taken out. It really just, it, I mean, I I don't want to say it's the girl's fault. I think it was. You know what I'm saying? It, a little bit of the girl, but it was just really just some kids from the other side of the town. And I'm saying, you know, being kind of, you know, I think I think the way the story goes, like they bumped shoulders, and then like he's his accounts of it, Ben was like, you know, do you know who I am? Type of thing, and he said the dude kind of, he said that Ben kind of belittled him or whatever, and I mean he just shot the dude like the number one player in the country, and he shot the dude. You know what I'm saying? For coming out of a damn store and they bump shoulders. You know what I'm saying? And like the thing is, if if Ben would have had one of those like drug dealer dudes like around, like even though he went to a store that was right down the street from the school, so everybody around that area knew who he was, Mm -hmm. but it was kids from the other side of the town and they didn't really know who he was. And so it just seemed like that he needed somebody like one of those like tough guys to just like you know not be too far away you know always keep a lookout for him but he was really taken out over some bs and a lot of people say that he he was really like that foundation of like these players that are coming out of chicago you know what i'm saying and i love what mm-hmm. Simeon high school did was every player that's like the top player mm-hmm. on the team wore number 25 you know what I'm saying? To keep that Ben Wilson thing alive, you know, Derrick Rose, you know, he wore 25 when he was at Simeon High School. So I thought that was dope what they ended up doing for him. But, like, he's a, he's another person that that could fall into that he got game story. You know what I'm saying? Of Got the potential to be that guy. But yeah. one of those things that they talked about in the car prevented him from getting there. Yeah. So, so where we going? We doing fire flares, or we still got a couple more things to go? Got a question. How did y'all feel about Jake's What's character that? finding out? You know, even though his son signed to go to big state, oh. he still got to go back for the rest of his life. It's like the system. It made me think of Judas and the Black Messiah. Like they promised you this lie just to keep you in the game, and then they tell you the truth, and it's like, nah, you ain't free. So how did y'all feel about that? Because I definitely feel like he got a touch on that, that he went back to jail. He ain't going to see his father for probably, what, 25, 30 years? 
I think it was um I think that the the whole point of him getting out was more not necessarily well not getting out, but him going to be on his work release program was more so him really just going and chance you know, getting a chance to see his son and his daughter again. Like I don't think he really cared whether or not he was getting out. Like I don't I don't think he even thought that that was even an option for real. I think it was just more so like he, you know what I'm saying, he wanted to make up for what he did. He wanted to be there for his son and one of his biggest moments of life, you know what I'm saying, he wanted to see his daughter again. And it's like, you know, if if you was in that situation and, and that kind of thing came up, you know, you would definitely go and be like, yeah, I, I'd take the chance to do that. But it's like the way Spike Lee set it up and the way that he basically, well, the way they wrote it into the story, I think it was more so, you know, that that redemption, you know what I'm saying, for him and his son to make that connection, to be able to, you know what I'm saying, get his son's forgiveness and get back in the good of his son more so than it was him actually getting out and being free again. Uh, me, honestly, I thought it was bullshit. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> nah, nah, that was some BS, man, because the thing is, the whole the whole thing was like, yo, the ba- he's a huge booster to big state. You know what I'm saying? Your son's the number one player in the country. If you can get him to sign this letter of intent to go there, you know what I'm saying? We could release you early. So then he finds out now he has to go back to jail, and then they find out he signs to go to big state. So then when he goes sees the warden, and he's like, well. Truth of the matter is, you didn't get him to sign the letter. Maybe you'll get the fuck out of this bullshit. <laughs> Look, man, he got what he wanted. He wanted him to go to big state. He's that big state. Now, and because he asked him, he said, Do you, he's like, why do you think he went? Even though he didn't know. But he was like, why do you think he went? He was like, I don't know. I never had the measure, uh, no, the pleasure of meeting your son. But the thing is, it's like the mayor or whatever the hell he, I think it was the mayor. The mayor got what he wanted. That was the he governor, was the big it was the governor. Yeah. yeah, it was the governor. So it's like, why does it matter? And I get what you're saying, Scoots. And, you know what I'm saying? I think that that is also a factor. But, like, I'm pretty sure he also would like to see him play at Big State and actually oh, yeah. play in the NBA and all that type stuff. So I think that it was some of it. I, I don't think that it was more of, like, him just selfishly just getting out. I think that he just wanted to, to make up, yeah, like you were saying, make up yeah. for lost time and actually be that father that they needed. Like, because he could help um, Jesus with his little sister, you know, so he wouldn't have to like focus on, you know, raising his sister as well, because he did turn the tide mm-hmm. of how he felt about his dad within just that small week of time. But like I said, like, yeah. it's, it's, B, it's BS that they tried to hit him with the, because it was just like, Yo, they used them as a pawn, really. Yeah. It's just like, yo, could, can you get your son to go to Big State? And then they try to say, oh, well, you know, you, he went to Big State, but it, it wasn't because of you. Like, how do you know? Because Jesus did change the way he yeah. felt about his father. When I think that what it was, like, when he seen, like, he was talking all that shit, but then once he got locked up and walked back to that car, like, you could see, like, Jesus was like, like, damn, that, that was nice having him back around like it was nice hearing that story about you know earl the pearl 
you know, and how he actually, you know, how he actually got his name. He was able to express those feelings of I never liked my name. And I think that all of that stuff, you know, ended up being the reason why he ended up making that decision because he told him, like, they could let me out if you go here. So that's a good question, man. That's a good question. I yeah, felt I know. like they could at least commute yeah, it. His maybe not strike it from not maybe not strike it from the record, but at least make his sentence a little shorter. Because to me, watching mm-hmm. how his mother died, that's like involuntary manslaughter to me. That's not murder. He didn't set out to kill her, so it sounds like they drug him through the right. system with that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look. I'm glad you said it because. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I said it earlier in the pod, it's like it's, it's hard to call him a murderer, yo. Because I, I mm-hmm. like it was just it was an honest mistake. Like, yeah, you never push a woman at any point of anything, but at the same time, it was just like oh, okay, no, Ronda Rousey fighting you, you can push her. Man, look, <laughs> Ronda Rousey. Oh, like you want to push her? I ain't pushing Ronda. I'm telling you right now that she is not wrapping around my head. If she's bro. swinging on you, you ain't gonna push her away. Man, listen. I'm walking the other way. <laughs> listen, my guy. I used to run a four four nine forty. Okay. <laughs> I am out of here, man. Ronda is not touching me. She ain't catching you. I am you, out of no. here, man. Hey. Now, even though right, this whole so little... I ain't gotta ask you the question, man. I was gonna ask you the question I asked everybody, but never mind. I already know the answer. Who me? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna. I I got a I got a question that I ask everybody, right? Because you know it's this thing that you know what I'm saying we're not supposed to hit women and everything else like that, which I wholly agree. But I had this question, and I was like, "Well, since you're just a regular person, <laughs> you're just a regular dude. You ain't got no fucking background or nothing. You know what I'm saying? You used to be, you you know you you still athletic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if Somebody paid you a hundred grand to fight Ronda Rousey. Would you do it? <laughs> Man, listen. And then how long no you got? Feelings, no hard feelings or nothing. Do I got? How long I got to last? One the whole round. <laughs> One round. Three minutes. Do I? Yeah. Do I get to run around? <laughs> listen, I would get. I would I mean, get for a hundred. You just gotta. You just can't get. You can't. You can't get knocked out. You can't tap out. You gotta. You gotta either tie or win it. Oh well, yeah, I'm in there. I'm you in there. I'm it? in there. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm taking it. Listen, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you why. Because, dude, I'm gonna now. The thing is, like when you watch Ronda's fights, man, she cannot grab you. If she grab you, it's over. She grab you, it's over. My thing is, I gotta mm-hmm. find a way now. But you, right now, you are a regular dude. You have no fighting background. I'm not no fighting. Fighting background. Look, except dude. The street. All, you all, all it is. around the green and play yeah, defense and die. I'm to, I am. <laughs> I am running the that whole three like, minutes. No, she I, knows so, how to control the ring, but she knows man. how to control the ring. So you think you she gonna know how to she cut you off and corny you? Yeah, man, that's listen. what I'm saying. She's gonna catch you, fam. Listen, that's what I said. I'm you not know, doing it. Scoops, listen, man. You know what we could do with this podcast, fam? If I had 100K, I, I'm with you, but I, I want you to still be here, though. I want you to still be here, bro. I, I, want you, I don't want you to be the podcaster that gets whooped by Wanda Rousey. It's not working. <laughs> 
Trust me, we can make that hundred K somewhere else, my guy. It's not worth it. Bro. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna let you go down like that. I'm oh that man, fight, that's funny. That is too funny, but well, I appreciate you caring about my well-being because I'm telling you, with my Achilles oh, the way man. it is, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I won't get too far. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> she she make that move and then she go for that she go for that shooting, but you you a dead man. You gonna tap? Oh, for sure, for sure. So so hold on, one question before we get to it. So Candy, you know how to how the five flames go, right? Mm-hmm. All right, all right, Scoops, you get it going and you going first on a fire flame. Yes, sir. Cool. Let's do this. Yoga fire. Yoga. Flame. All right, what All you right, got? It's fire flame time. We got, you know, some our special guest, Candice. It's on you. What's up? How, how do you feel about this movie for real? I love the storyline. I love the scenes. I love the ride through the city depicting, telling the story of so many stars in the hood that didn't make it out and how we all trying to uplift this one star to make it out the hood. So I like it telling a story that hasn't been told enough. Uh, but the acting, some of the acting, majority of it was good, but like he was saying a little bit earlier, Ray Allen's acting wasn't the greatest. So for that, I got to give it four fire flames. Four. Okay, one, one out of five, okay, right? One yeah, out of five, right? Okay. Hey, that's, yeah, four. That's high. That is high. Yes, sir. Go ahead, Scoots. You got it. Okay. Um. So for me, man, I look at the cast. You know, like I always do. The cast is amazing. Just to go through a few people, they got Mila Djokovic. They got Ray Allen, Rosario Dawson, Denzel Washington. They got Hill Harper. They got um Jim Brown, Bill Nunn. Thomas Jefferson Bird, uh, Roger Smith. I forgot. I don't know how to pronounce his middle name, but that's a dude that Mike Epps said got a uh, five head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mike Toro, you know what I'm saying? Um, Rick Fox is in this. Then they even got, you know what I'm saying, Ron Cephas Jones. They got Dean Smith, you know what I'm saying, to come up out of nowhere. Roy Williams, John Thompson, <laughs> late great John Thompson. Um, George Carl. I mean, like, they got some names in this movie. Shaq is in this movie. Reggie Miller, Charles Barkley, Michael Jordan was in this movie. So I mean, like the cast itself is is already high. You know what I'm saying? Um, the acting, like she said, it was it was all right. You know what I'm saying? To me, it was just it was kind of off of Ray Allen. But this was his first film, so I wasn't really expecting, um, like you said, an Oscar-worthy performance. Um, I thought the music was. Uh, as usual, great because you know how you know what I'm saying Spike do. Spike always makes sure he uh, get that feel in there, man. And then the story was amazing as well. Just knowing that you know it's it's people out there that's really going through this in real life, and that they have to deal with you know what I'm saying the family. They have to deal with real issues, and then at the same time they got to worry about you know like what college they going to dealing with boosters. You know dealing with all these coaches and all these letters and stuff. So for me, I'm gonna take just a notch ahead. I'm gonna go four for five. Okay, all right, all right. Um, uh, I'm with you, man. The the cast, the cast was great. Um, Spike, this is one of my favorite Spike Lee movies. Um, 
Yeah, I, I get what y'all saying about Ray. It, it it was it wasn't it wasn't the best, but I think that um where he took like I mean at the end of the day, like he's Jesus Shuttlesworth. Like it's it's like 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 the dopest thing is when the NBA let them do like the little nickname yeah. things. He had the Jay Shuttlesworth on the back of the Heat jersey. Mm-hmm. Yo, that was so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but real talk though, man, like the the storyline, um, the storyline was great, and then it also showed like how greedy these boosters are. If if this is even a thing, uh, how, and then like how they tried to cover it up in the newspaper and say that he was, you know, on a, on a man hunt. That was on a, a seven day man hunt looking for him. And all this type stuff. Um, so I like how he was able to put that in. Um, you brought Candace brought up a good, a great point about like how long did Jesus know Lala? Like we don't know like when it started and how she got in. You know, he never really told us why Jake really didn't make it and all that type stuff. Um, but but overall, I man, it's it's one of my favorite basketball movies, man. And I'm gonna have to go with you, Scoots, man. I'm gonna have to go with a four point five myself. Cool, cool. So overall, man, you know what I'm saying? We rated this a pretty good movie. And um, I forgot to mention his name, but if you guys don't know who she is out there in the podcast world, um, some of y'all might be a little bit too young to know who she is. Others, y'all might know exactly who she is. But they had Heather Hunter in this movie. And if you don't know who Heather Hunter is, Google it. But they had Heather Hunter in this movie. So just the fact that they had her in this movie was amazing. She was she was real big at the time. That's what's up. That's what's up. So before we get to, I mean, because everybody know what it is. Um, but Candace, how do you, do you uh do you watch Snowfall at all? I don't. I gotta catch up. I gotta catch up. I got a lot of stuff oh, I need to catch man. up on. Ah. I heard great things about it though. Yeah. John Singleton started yeah. it, right? Yes, yep. yes, one of the, yes, he's one of the creators, and and I mentioned this um, uh, the other episode back. Like I was worried when because he passed, um, I think in the middle of season two. And, season two, yeah, yeah, and I was I was worried. I was like, man, like I, I trust the guys around him, but I was kind of worried about season three. But season three turned out to be like the best season of like all of them. You know, four four is looking good. <laughs> Boys looking good. I'm telling you, you need you need to get on it. This is this is one of this is one of the best shows. Like this is there ain't a lot of appointment TV nowadays. This this is one of them. Like this is like one of them. And um, for the people that you know did listen to that previous episode, like we got we got we got surprised with with two episodes last week. Uh, we was expecting one. We ended up getting two. So. You know, going into this one, going into this episode this Friday, man. Like, um, I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing a lot, and I saw something. I follow this. Uh, I'm in a, uh, a snowfall group, right? Okay. So <laughs> somebody put in the group. <laughs> somebody put in the group. They said, "Why Leon still stay in the projects, man?" He ran the project, man. Yo, See, I thought like, I was going to die, man. This, why, this is the stuff that makes me mad, man. First off, these folks don't know nothing about trapping, man. You're supposed to be no. where, the, where the money at, <laughs> where the money reside. He where the money reside, man. It's, it's, look, it's that, but also 
the, what I took from Leon still staying in the hood was the fact of Leon is a lifer. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's like Tommy. He is um uh Barksdale. You know what I'm saying? From the wire. Like yeah. they they in this for life. Like this is a life game for them. And like Franklin is looking at it like, yo, I'm gonna get this money, but I'm gonna I'm still I'm you know I'm getting into real estate. I'm getting into all this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? These other side businesses, and then like I could kind of. He hasn't indicated that he was like gonna leave the game, but I think that he's making more out of the game. Leon is looking at it like, yo, I'm a drug dealer, and this is what I'm gonna do. I'm staying with a product that I'm staying around in the hood. What you got? <clears throat> Leon Leon got a few businesses himself. Man, if you go listen. back, if you go back and watch the first episode of season four, he, he had mentioned it. I, I think he said like a car wash or something like that. But he got a few businesses himself. I think it's just the fact that Leon knows that that's where the country zone is. And he's in a situation where he can it's it's just like how Scully is. Scully is in that, you know, that, that one little, you know what I'm saying, catty corner place to where he knows that he runs that. So if people are looking for him, they know where to come from. You don't, when you're in that situation, like, you don't want to be the guy that, you know, you make all this money and then you leave the hood and then you still trying to, you know what I'm saying? It, when you in that, you want to stay in it. You want to know what's going on. You got to go ear to the street, especially a dude like Leon, because Leon is really a street dude. Especially out of their group, like he was the one that was always really about it. So like he gotta be in that position because if he don't, then ain't no telling what's gonna happen. Like you can tell like he's not meant for anything. Well, his character really ain't meant for anything else at the time, especially right now. But this, so I mean, like later on they might develop him into something else, and we might see that later on down the line. But for like right now, it's like it don't surprise me that he's still there because it's like where else is he gonna go? He not gonna move out to some fancy neighborhood like they tried that remember and then Wanda messed all that up true true because Franklin had a house up on the hill and mm -hmm. I forgot how somebody got his address somebody somebody followed him home and they yeah. figured out where he stayed and like he was on his own because he lived on his own and that's how he had got to you know going back to go stay with his mom you know and all that type yeah. of shit but yes, it is a great. Have you seen any other seasons? Because I'm telling, like this show, man. <laughs> yo, it's nah. It's, it sounds it's, like a familiar story, though. Just from what y'all talking about, it sounds like I, I'm sitting here running lyrics, Jay Z lyrics in my head. Like this is how they watching the money. So I, I, I feel it. Jay Z lyrics, okay, then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we see. Like, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Like this story is. It's all over the place. I mean, it's a touch of power. It's a touch of, you know, not necessarily empire, but like, I mean, like we've seen this played out like so many times, but like, like this one is so different from like all the rest mm -hmm. of them. Like, like it's like the writing, like how they got the FBI, like a form. But I don't even like, dude. Like Reed is on the borderline <laughs> of being an FBI agent and not being an FBI agent, and it's kind of like. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, it has like everything in it to where it's it's just a really good show. The acting is good. Like a lot of the people that are in it, like um, I mean my man, um, ah, oh, what is his name? 
what's his name? His last name, Alba. Uh, the man that played Franklin. Man, oh, Franklin, man. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Like he, like you know, he is like Asian. blowing up. Yeah, yeah. He he is blowing up now. You know, what I'm saying because okay. of this show. So like, yeah, like definitely, definitely, like you yeah. you got you got to check it out because it is it is. Have y'all seen dope? You know, I actually just watched Dope the other day. Oh yeah, that's what, dope was when amazing. I seen Snowfall, ever that's what it reminded me of Dope. It it's 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 like that a little what? bit. It's like the bit. it's like the more um, in depth version of dope. Okay. But I'll definitely check it out. Okay. What like it was so funny because only that group dressed the eighties. Like, like mm-hmm. those three <laughs> friends, those three friends dressed like mm-hmm. the eighties, man. Like that was that was hilarious. That was hilarious. But man, look, I I I said this, I said this before, man. Um, as far as like when it comes to like Candace, man, like to to like to really just because people just really do not understand like how important it is for somebody to support work that you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to be able to, you know what I'm saying, you take one podcast and then I mention another one and then you check that one out and then you actually even jump on to the episode with this one. It's just like it is it is it is so dope. It is so cool, you know, to actually meet somebody that's not a podcaster, but you know what I'm saying, support podcasting like the way that you do in the like to now I don't know how in depth your rotation is. I know you listen to <laughs> old girl. Like I see she dropped the episode the other day. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. Um like the girl you put me on to uh rap friend. Uh Y M. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um you know, but so I don't know how in depth your rotation is. You know, me, me and Scoop's got a crazy rotation. Like we listen to I see. Tons of I shit. see. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, but you know what I'm saying? Just just to know that Views Anonymous is in there, I appreciate it. Most definitely. Yeah, y- y'all put amazing. me on Thank movies. I'd be like, I ain't never heard this movie. Let me check this out. Let me see what they're talking about. Okay, let me <laughs> check out this movie. Yeah, that's that's, that's dope. So that's I dope. will say this though. I think you should start a podcast because you seem like a natural like this. Like you have a very good insight, and then li- especially listening to you on that twenty-eight minutes or less. Like if you did like a, a hip hop podcast or something like that, because you seem like you got a good hip hop knowledge. But like if you did like a hip hop podcast from like you know that that you know different point of view, that Midwest point of view, I think that would be kind of cool to do. Okay, I, I mean y'all giving me some ideas. So it's good to be on the podcast, get a feel for it, see how it is. Uh, definitely, I would probably come from a tomboy angle because I don't, I, don't, I don't think men knows a lot of women out here that know sports, that be on the sticks playing 2K. I done yeah. gave a couple of these dudes, a couple of L's out here. Oh. They think girls can play. <laughs> so, what system you know. on? What system you on? <laughs> PlayStation all day. I heard you say Xbox. That hurt my heart. Oh, man. <laughs> you heard my heart just now. You just, you just broke everything down. We was we are we was about to do karate in the garage, man. We almost <laughs> was doing karate in the garage. <laughs> That's what's up. I do get one more thing though to say before you get off the movie though. I know y'all remember this. 
Lincoln, 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 roll call. Roll call. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jesus is so whack, yo. This is whack. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> My name is Jesus. Yeah, I am the man. <laughs> What's all of these questions about my plans? I'm like, come on, man. Gotta give me a dope line. The way they intro it was dope, though. The way they yeah. intro it when they was when they was uh they had them coming in like Jesus showed his work guard number so I was like, oh, man, that's that's hard. I like that part. That part was hard. It was. I thought they was when they put them on the cross though, it was too much for me. But yeah, yeah that was, it, it that, was hard. Yeah, I took it too yeah. far right there. Yeah, that took that. Yeah, that was way. That was way too much. And he was on a slam cover like that. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. That's crazy. Yeah, and they put the thing on his head, man. And right. the thorns in his eyes. Oh, like, oh man, come on. Don't do me like that. That's how they do, man. You know they some weirdos, man. They be doing all kind of crazy stuff, man. So, um, remember when they had? Remember when they had the Clippers cover and they had uh, who was that? They had like I think it was. Elton Brand, oh, Darius uh, Miles, and Lamar Odom. Yeah, there. and yeah. they had Lamar Odom on with the headband and a do rag. I'm like, fam, that's crazy. <laughs> I'm like, why do Lamar Odom like that, man? That was horrible. Man, I mean, that was Lamar Odom's idea, man. Man, you know, you know that was Lamar Odom's <laughs> idea. Was, you knew he was, you knew he was from New York. I'm just saying, as soon as I started, I'm like, oh yeah, he he going all the way to New York, bro. Like you knew Dude. he was from New York when he did that. I'm surprised he didn't have Tim's on. Right, right. I think he did. They never showed their feet. Bro. I swear he did, bro. Oh man. So, so um, uh, I'm about to say we can go ahead and let Candace go first. You know what I'm saying? Shout out where she from, and you know what I'm saying? All her her acts and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> And maybe, you know what I'm saying, she might hit us off if she's going to do a pod or not. You know what I'm saying? You never know. <laughs> Something exclusive, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, whenever I get time to sit down and finally <laughs> think and just take stuff in. Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Candace from Louisville, Kentucky. Home of the Cardinals. Home of the Derby. Uh, y'all can follow me at Candace underscore CC on Instagram. Uh Candy Cane 14 on Twitter. Other than that, I don't really have much. Uh, I enjoy both of y'all podcasts. Y'all bring a different view, a different point of view, a different light. And I definitely enjoy listening to it while I'm working on the line. And I actually put some more guys on to Viewers Anonymous on the line because they always talk about movies and TV shows and stuff. So hopefully you'll see one of them comment sooner or later. Uh, but yeah, you definitely got some more viewers coming for sure. Oh, appreciate we that. We appreciate it. We definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Yes, man. Word of mouth, man. That that's one of the most important things, man. People don't really understand. It's like really just really getting it out there. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Man, that's crazy that shit in Kentucky, bro. Cause when uh I used to go to Newport all the time. We used to make a trip to Newport like twelve at night, go to the liquor store. Okay. The liquor store stay open at like three in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know yeah. what I'm saying? We we neighbors, you know what I'm saying? We neighbors. Shout out to I'd have been up there a couple man. of times. I, I was just up in Columbus oh, last year to see Newport. Rep, so. Yeah, Newport. I was like, okay, that, I was like, I like Ohio. I feel the love here. I feel the, I like mm-hmm. the energy. I dig the energy. 
Hey, they be they be forgetting about the Midwest, man. They gotta they we got a whole bunch of stuff going on here, man. They gotta show us some love sometimes. Yeah, they had some spitters come out of at Ohio too. People be sleeping on them. Yeah. 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 Kid Cuddy, man. man. They ain't they ain't doing that good, but they are. Right. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yeah, man. I already knew know. it. He, he, he shake your head how you want, man. He a different breed, man. <laughs> That's the man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're Cleveland, Ohio. Man. Nah, but I'm see, I don't, I don't look at Cuddy as a little rapper, bro. Nah, he an artist. She said, all she said was spitters. He can spit. Hey, he I got some tracks where he spit. I look at, I look at Cuddy the same way I look at Kanye, bro. You said Kwali? Yeah, he had Ohio. I thought Kwali was from New York. Uh, he was passing through. I was in Ohio. Whoever, no, nah, dude from Black Star. Oh, okay. Black Star with him. He from Ohio. He was yeah. there too. Yeah. Well, remember? Yeah. Well, nah, nah. I was gonna say with the spun some time out there, but he still he's still in New York through and throughout. <laughs> he just spun some time out in Ohio for a while. Mm-hmm. We got we got yeah. a, you know what I'm saying we got a whole bunch of people that come down to Ohio and. and you know what I'm saying? Get a little bit of culture, man. We used to have Cameron down here. Like, That's what I was about to say. They can't put y'all on the map. Yeah, Cameron used to be out through Dayton on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? We we get a few of New York dudes that come down here and uh, try to hide out. <laughs> 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 yep. But nah, man. Shout out to them, man. Um, You guys can find me on Twitter at Scoop Bronson. You can find me on Instagram, Scoop Bronson underscore TV. You can also find us on YouTube at Scoop Bronson TV. Make sure to like, make sure to um, subscribe. And of course, you already know, man, go to Facebook and hit us up on the Viewers Anonymous podcast page on the podcast watch group. You know what I'm saying? We getting more and more members, man. They're they coming in slowly but surely. And listen, you know what I'm saying? We about to be doing some amazing things. We got some stuff in the works. We about to have watch parties. We about to have all kind of suggestions. Um, you know what I'm saying? You could be like Candace, and you could be a guest. You know what I'm saying? Like we we about to do a whole bunch of different stuff, man. So please join that group, and you know what I'm saying? Let's get that membership up. We really appreciate it. Yes, sir, for sure. Uh, you can follow me at s eight on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Stolen Time Podcast on Facebook. Stolen Time Pod on uh, Instagram. Also, uh, check out 28 Minutes or Less. Um, still the last episode with the one me and Scoops did together. Um, working on some other stuff right now with 28 Minutes or Less. So go follow that on all major platforms. And uh, the visuals are on the Stolen Time Podcast Network on YouTube if you want to see the visuals. But um, but also, we still, me and Uncle Washington still holding it down, man. Shout out to him, man, on the Stolen Time Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the last episode was free agent. So uh yeah, go check y'all out did that a phenomenal podcast. job on them. A phenomenal job yeah. on the last two episodes. Definitely oh. speaking on that Draymond Green point. Oh yeah, man. Draymond slept on out here in these streets, man. Big time. Draymond, Big time. Draymond Draymond be speaking his mind like crazy. And mm-hmm. and like hey, man, and he, I think he, he don't he don't get enough respect, man. No, not at all. He don't. He don't, and I think it's because I think it's because like 
as far as his skills, like he's not as skilled as like like a uh, Steph Curry. Like like if Steph Curry was Draymond and Draymond was Steph Curry, like it'd be totally different. Like it'd be like they would perceive yeah. him like they perceive LeBron, but it's because he's yeah, not like Draymond Steph. has Steph skills. That would be crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, you know, Unk still, Unk still want you on the pod, man. He he was like, man, hey, we I'm can working move. on it. I'm about to take a day off. They ain't got to run me into the ground. Nah, he was talking about. He was saying, hey, just just hit me up and just let me know because he was like, because like I think I can't remember if we still was recording or not. It might have been after. But he was like, he was like, you know, we we can move. He was like, we can move the days for. <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right, oh, man. I was like, all right. Cause I was like, she 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 loves some basketball, man. So I was like, she'll it'd be it'll be a good conversation. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? We got you uh you know what I'm saying, we could go ahead and get the news out there. We got you slated for another episode. You know what I'm saying? We're not gonna okay. reveal the movie at this time. <laughs> um so that that'll be that'll come out when it come out. So for the people that, you know what I'm saying, enjoy Candace on this podcast, she's already agreed to do another one. We already got the movie. We got in mind all that type of stuff, so just be on the lookout. And also appreciate them people down there that, that you put on. So tell them to uh, leave a comment. Yeah, that's all they follow. talk about, definitely. Yeah, tell them to follow the page, man. Send requests. They definitely. can um all that type and of stuff. Don't y'all like, be going in there creeping in her DMs, neither, because we know how you creep. <laughs> Stay on her DMs. <laughs> Now people. I just forward them to you. I just forward them to you. That's all. Don't do that. Don't do that. They gonna don't get, do that. They gonna get the wrong message. <laughs> yeah, they gonna get the wrong message. But um, real quick before we get up out of here, man, Golden Globes uh happened. So you know, so we we really don't talk too much about the awards, but I think it'd be dope just to name a few people who won. Uh, shout out to I believe her name is Andrew Day. Um, she played Billie Holiday yes, in the, uh, the Hulu special United States versus Billie Holiday. She won for Best Actress in the Drama, which is super dope because I didn't know that she was a um, she's an artist. So you know, so y'all yes. go support Andrew Day, man. Um, I haven't heard her music yet, but I'm definitely going to listen because I think we should definitely back that. Um, best you heard her? You probably didn't know it was her. Rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you probably got, heard her. She got one hit. Um, yeah, on what soundtrack that, that was on? It was on uh, soundtrack. Um, Rise up, was, she's like, hey, Rise up, yeah. Up. It was, uh, oh, what, her? Yeah. yeah, wow. Hey, she was talking about how she picked up weight yeah, so and started smoking and all that for the movie. Yeah, she she had to get that rasp for Billy Holiday's voice and everything. Yeah, she did a uh interview on Van Lathan's podcast, which is good. Y'all go check that out, man. Support her. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I didn't. I, I was tired of that rise up song. If I heard that on one more, <laughs> they ran into the <laughs> Yeah, I was like, goodness <laughs> gracious. But um, but uh, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. He won for best performance by actor in the drama. Um. You know what I'm saying? Salute to Dave Lilia. He won for Best Performance by Actor in a Supporting Role for Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, I'm trying to see. Oh, Best Motion Picture or Animated Motion Picture was Soul. And I think that's... Oh, no, wait a minute. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I, uh, and Best Performance by Actor 
in the television supporting role to John Boyega and Small Axe. So, you know what I'm saying? Salute to them. That's just a few of the winners. Y'all can go find the rest on y'all own time. Um, yeah, we just had to shout them out real quick, man, because, you know, I think it's very important to see these people getting they, uh, they flowers, especially, you know what I'm saying, before they go. So, yeah. I, and I got to watch that Billie Holiday movie, man. That's, you know, I, I watched Lady Sing the Blues. And I, I think, you know, that's a tough one to top. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. So, um, y'all got anything or nip out of here? I'm good. All right. So, like they say in Hollywood, man, it's been a wrap. Cut.